Hello everyone, welcome to this instalment of DualShock Discussions, where today's topic is every episode from New Who, the uh, 2005 onwards revival of Doc 2, that features an appearance from the Cybermen. And as always, this isn't a full bone review as such, just a few notes I made after each episode, typed up to be a little more coherent. Um, I'll also be mainly focusing on the Cybermen aspect of each episode, so you know, keep that in mind. But onwards, so Dalek, uh, not much to note here, other than the poor OG Cyberman head is stuffed uh, inside a glass case at Henry Van Staten's museum. Now, as a kid, I didn't know what a Cyberman was when I first saw this episode, but I imagine for any adults who did, this was a pretty groovy Easter egg. And as it stands today, this is still one of my favourite uh, Cyberman designs. So, Rise of the Cybermen, the Age of Steel. Uh, as this is the revival of the Cybermen in the new Who, I assumed that, you know, everyone involved wanted it to be memorable. And in my opinion, it is. Um, being set on a parallel Earth allows the episodes to sort of establish the origins of this version of the Cybermen, which can appeal to new fans and not alienate those who watch the classic series either. So the Cybermen themselves are some of the creepiest of New Who, in my opinion, um, during these episodes. Now, maybe it's the helmet design or the voice, though this is still present in later episodes, but they do seem to genuinely be emotionless beings who want to upgrade humanity and, uh, you know, remove all emotions. Now, I've seen others say that they prefer the duality of Cybermen when they still have some humanity and are struggling with this, and I think I'd agree. Um, however, if you're focusing on the emotionless side of these villains, it's hard to argue that these episodes aren't effective at showing that and we do get to see how emotions can destroy them, quite literally. I'd also like to note John Lumick's role in events, because uh, at first he doesn't seem 100% evil, he seems to want to genuinely ensure that mankind can live as long as possible, but his methods are, of course, a bit extreme. Uh, he does go on to fully embrace the villain role, aiming to upgrade every human, not just those that are ill, but it is ultimately defeated, and as all villains should be. Now, still, the design of him and his throne, with his brain exposed to the audience, is pretty awesome. Uh, though I never understood why he was still ill after being upgraded. Surely that's the point of a conversion. But you know, anyhow, fantastic reintroduction of a classic villain. Now for the most part, the Cybermen don't appear uh, in Army of Ghosts, if you discount them when they are in ghost form, until the end of the episode, where it's revealed that there are five million of them crossing over into our world, ready to upgrade uh, humanity. Now, initially, this 5 million strong army do seem effective in achieving their goals. They integrate themselves across the globe and successfully start converting humans. Remember, it would take time to get their machines up and running. And for the most part, it seems like, even in the Doctor's eyes, there is very little in the way of hope. So, top marks all round for the Cybermen. Now, whilst, you know, uh, those pesky Daleks do arrive, though, and the Genesis arc starts spewing out Daleks left, right and centre, the threat of the Cybermen then becomes a little trivial. That is to say that suddenly humanity has an even bigger threat to worry about, and by all accounts, they really are a bit buggered. Now, I've always felt the Cybermen were overshadowed as soon as the fight with the Daleks began, but whilst it was just them, they were a force to be reckoned with, and I also liked their arm lasers too. Now, the next Doctor, I always remember as a young kid, I thought the Cybermen were quite freaky, uh, or the Cyber Shades were definitely quite freaky, sorry. Something about their dog-like nature, and I still think that to this day. Now, Cybermen using info stamps because they are operating in an older time period and on a lower power is an interesting concept, and surprise surprise, they can get an overload which makes their heads explode. Now, this is also how they end up being defeated at the end, uh, lots of exploding heads, 
and that and because you know the power of feelings it's actually a common way of defeating them in new who um you know it is what it is and the cyber king though i will say is pretty rad so i wish there were more of them strolling about and you know shame about using the kids as a workforce but that is fitting with the victorian era uh, so the pandorica opens and the big bang like the all the alien species that form an alliance in these episodes the cybermen are a part of a collective so i've not all that much to say on them that said, the broken Cyberman that attacks Amy near the Pandorica is creepy, uh, especially because it's dismantled, yet still efficient. Now, a good man goes to war. The Cybermen feature at the start of this episode. Uh, do note that their chess piece is clear and doesn't feature the Cybers Industries logo, which is interesting. To serve a reminder uh, that they are still an ever-present threat throughout the universe, even if they haven't conquered it. Now, I like little appearances like this, but we also see not just the full scope of what the Doctor is capable of, if he wants to protect his friends, uh, you know, he sends Rory to ask them where Amy is, but I assume it's he who destroys their fleet. Such is the rage and power of the oncoming storm. Now, closing time. Uh, I could say a lot more about the actual episode, which is rather enjoyable in many ways, but in terms of the Cybermen, they're sort of a backdrop to events. That said, seeing a Cybermat with razor-sharp animalistic teeth is disconcerting, but seeing battle-scarred Cybermen was awesome, and of course the power of love prevails once more. Uh, let's be honest, the new Who Cybermen are fairly easy to beat. Nightmare in Silver, uh, watching a Cyberman play chess was incredibly funny to me. And I know people have umbrage with the uh, episode, you know, the Cybermen becoming nigh on invincible with their constant upgrades taking immediate effect. But when you consider that this is the far future, um, it makes more sense. Now, it's also why destroying an entire planet to stop one Cyberman doesn't seem ludicrous or wiping out an entire galaxy for that matter now i like this episode uh, it's easy to watch and doesn't take things uh, too seriously or rather you know you'd have to think too much i don't mind the redesign even if i'm not the biggest fan day of the doctor time of the doctor uh, from what i can tell the sidemen don't feature all that much in the day of the doctor save for a painting in the background of the gallery that features them similar to the various alien races that form an alliance to fight the doctor in the time of the doctor as he defends uh, Trenzalore. Now, the Cybermen themselves aren't the big bads of the episode per se, you know, so I can't really say they're all that effective either in, uh, you know, dealing with the Doctor because it takes centuries and they don't manage to finish him off. But, you know, uh, there is a wooden one which looks absolutely fantastic, even if obviously it's quite flammable. Now, Dark Water, Death in Heaven. Uh, we don't really see Cybermen all that much in the first episode. They are hiding in the special water that makes it appear like they're just skeletons. But that said, the idea of uploading mines into the bodies means that they have many more potential recruits. And the idea of the pollinating is pretty scary. Uh, plus, they do this to the graveyards, so even the dead aren't safe, and that's a harrowing thought. Missy does all this to present as a test, as a present rather, and to test the Doctor, which is you know another conversation all in itself. But if she'd simply wanted to have used them herself then, you know, she could have been nigh unstoppable. Alas, they fly off into the sky and are defeated because someone, once again, with emotion, takes control of the situation. A weak ending, but, you know, a fascinating premise. Uh, face the Raven. So, apart from the brief mention from the Doctor of how he's going to bring down numerous races, including the Cybermen, to wreak havoc against me, the, the character, not me talking, the actual appearances come from a Cyberman in Trap Street that appears to be being repaired. Uh, this was always a bit of an odd one to me, because you'd assume that they'd just do it themselves, or rather other Cybermen do it. But maybe this is a poor lost soul who's regained emotion. A good Cyberman, maybe? Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Hellbent. 
Now, like the other villains that provide some neat easter eggs in the depths of the Matrix, the appearance of the Cyberman in this episode serves to remind us that many have tried to break into the Matrix, but none have been successful. City Cyberman. Uh, the Lie of the Land, again, as with the Daleks in this episode, I really can't remember where they popped up. Don't worry about it. It's, it's all about some creepy space monks anyway. Uh, World Enough for Time and The Doctor Falls. So this time around we get to see the very early days of Cyberman creation. And it's horrifying, to be honest. You have people hooked up to machines, constantly begging for death and saying they're in pain. Uh, then you have clunky parts attached to earlier models too. Now I did like the various iterations shown and uh, due to the time travel aspect, you know, of black hole and gravity. Even if I'm not a huge fan of flying Cybermen, uh, Mondas Cybermen look pretty dope though. And it was also grim to hear that Cybermen prefer children because they have fresher brains and there's less waste. Uh, yeah, pretty grim. In this episode, however, uh, it's also the idea they aren't necessarily just evil, but they're just sort of like a force of nature, constantly wanting to upgrade so they can live as long as possible. It's an interesting idea. Uh, the haunting of Villa Diodati, or Diodati, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I have to give him credit, uh, Ashad is pretty terrifying, in part because he's not fully converted, and yet he still believes in the cyber cause to a seemingly fanatical level. He relishes in upgrading others. This also plays into his inner conflict because he despises himself for having emotion and yet this anger fuels him to further complete his conquest. Uh, I would like to note that he's a little bulkier than the Cybermen as well, so maybe he's been eating his greens. I will also commend him for sparing a baby though. I mean, he does say it's because William was weak and insignificant, but he does kill two other human adults that he deems weak in this episode. And he does actually mention that he's killed other children, so you know, maybe he's not all that good. Uh, we're introduced to the Siberium, which is basically a supercomputer AI MacGuffin that helps all Cybermen. It's a pretty neat idea. Uh, Ascension of the Cybermen, the Timeless Children. Now, I don't really have much to say about these episodes, because um, the Cybermen become lackeys to the Master, really. Though we do initially see some Cyber Drones, which are just flying heads that made me chuckle. And we are treated to some of the earlier Revival Cybermen looking rusty and battle-worn. And I liked how they used the big guns from Doomsday. Uh, I wasn't particularly fond of the newer Cybermen having spiky parts though, and even though I like the head design, it seems a bit big for their body. I most certainly wasn't a fan of the ridiculous robes and the headgear that the Cybermasters wear. But you know, still the fact that Cybermasters can regenerate over and over is pretty terrifying. Uh, it further adds to the fact that they'll never ever stop. Um, Revolution of the Daleks, just another little cameo here. Um, they are simply a prisoner in the Judoon prison where the Doctor is incarcerated. Pretty cool seeing them alongside a weeping angel though, some Sycorax, a Pating and other monsters. And I wonder what the last meal of a Cyberman would be. But again, like I say, I enjoy these fleeting appearances now and then. You know, serve as a little reminder the breadth of the Doctor universe. Uh, once upon time, uh, the Cybermen get a little role in this episode. It's just noted that they're trying to occupy as much of space uh, remaining in the universe as possible. They attempt to delete Bell. However, she's capable enough to defeat them and flee cyberspace, so they aren't really the focus of the episode. You know, liked their brief appearance though. The Vanquishers, again, they're not the primary antagonists here per se, but they form an easy alliance to survive the destruction of the universe. Uh, this alliance makes more sense to me than some of the others noted here because it comes down to the fundamental idea of survival, which similar to the Daleks they're all about. Of course, they end up being mostly destroyed and will probably betrayed their allies anyway, so just like the Daleks, they got what was coming to them. Uh, finally, the power of the Doctor. Now, my thoughts on the Cybermen here are like that of the Daleks. It's all just a jumbled mess. 
Are they working for the master because he has the Siberian inside him? Or do they intend to betray him? Uh, do they simply want to use their cyber planet to destroy Earth? Or is there more to it than that? You know, can they be killed stone dead, it appears so, rather than keep regenerating? I suppose it's established if you kill while regenerating that that does work. Uh, but I don't really get what's trying to be done here. I don't want to end this piece on too much of a Debbie Downer though, so I'm not going to keep ranting. But there we have it for this instalment of Dual Shot Discussions. It was just a little rundown on all the Cybermen appearances in New Who so far. I think I got them all. And my thoughts on them and the episode. Uh, again, this isn't really a full-blown review of each episode as such. Just a few notes I made after each one typed up to be uh, a bit more coherent. As always, it's just my opinion. Please don't delete me. Um, but also, as always, thanks for checking this, this out. Uh, all relevant social links are in the description below. And... Um, for now though, stay safe, take care, peace and nugs.